I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This episode of the Happy Half Hour is presented by Morris Jenkins. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni, Miles Simmons, and Will Bryan. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. That's right, everybody. We have a sponsor. Thank you so much to Morris Jenkins for sponsoring our little podcast. Um, We are so happy to have them on board. Uh, Miles, Will, uh, Miles, let me start with you. How smug do we feel now that we have an officially sponsored podcast? Uh, I feel gently smug. Gently smug. Gently. 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 (laughs) Gently. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's how smug I feel. Will wants to work for Morris Jenkins. You're just gonna you're, you're no, gonna quit. I, I'm not sure about that. I I know the least amount of AC repair things there are to know. So I don't know. No. Will I can challenge you on that, man. <laughs> Freon, I know that term. I've heard that. Guys, before. don't don't let Morris Jenkins in on this, okay? Although I guess maybe it's good that we don't know yeah. anything because we'll be calling them. But <laughs> let's let's I'm play it cool. My day job. <laughs> let's play it cool with Morris Jenkins, you know? We want to impress him. I see um, what you did there. Play it cool, huh? <laughs> oh, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, that's a writer right there. I would never pick up on the fact that I did that. Um, unintentional corny joke there. Uh, but but thank you, Miles. Oh, you're welcome. So, yeah, it's been an exciting week for us now that our podcast is sponsored. It's been a really exciting week for our team, the Panthers, because – A lot has happened. So much has happened since the last time that the three of us talked. So, Miles, I think we're going to throw it back to the first episode of this podcast where we put you on a timer. I think it would be fun if you have to try to describe everything that's happened, because literally a million things have happened in the past week as football is is now back. We're going to put you on the timer for 60 seconds and see if you can get through it all. What do you think? Okay, let, let's try it. I will set my own uh, stopwatch here in my own little podcast studio that is just the desk at my apartment, and <laughs> let's see what we can do. All right, tell the people what they need to know in three, two, one. 
Well, first, I think it's important to note that the Panthers cut down to 80 players, which is important because that means that they don't have to use split squad procedures. So if they had stayed at 90 players, as Matt Rule first indicated that they probably would, then they would have to do that. But they didn't do that. And now they only have 80 players, which is good because that means that they can all kind of work out together. So two players actually opted out, Christian Miller and then Jordan Mack. Christian Miller uh, is an edge rusher, Jordan Mack, an undrafted rookie linebacker. We wish those guys the best. And obviously, whenever you're opting out, that's something that's pretty serious, especially considering how serious COVID is. But if you look at it now, then the veterans, all they they basically all passed their COVID test, which is good because it meant that nobody had to go on that reserve list. So walkthroughs have now commenced, and that's really important because obviously, look, the Panthers don't really know their scheme yet. They have a new coaching staff. They have a lot of new players. So that is very important too. And now we've actually started to hear from players on pretty much an everyday basis on press virtual press conferences, including quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Water. That was seconds. perfect time. Wow. Will, I, I think we got to give him, you know, a lot of props on that. I remember the first time we timed him, I, th I think it went like three minutes. I probably yeah, did. He, Producer Matt, yeah. please edit in uh, some audience applause just right now. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> yes, 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 let it breathe. Let it breathe. Thank I'm giving you, you okay. a standing ovation All right, we're good. at my house. <laughs> that was awesome. That was very well said. You are absolutely right on everything. I could not have done that in 60 seconds. Um, but it's exciting. It's exciting. Football is, is back. It's training camp, even though it looks so different. Things are happening. The team is all together, and it feels great. Um, so in the spirit of that, Miles, I thought you and I should kind of tell everyone who's listening how we plan to cover the team for training camp, because obviously it's going to be a lot different. And I don't think that we've kind of gotten into the brass tacks of, of where you and I will be um, and, and what we'll be doing and how we'll be giving fans what they need to know about the team. Yeah, it's true. It's going to be odd, I think, from a lot of different standpoints. Just from, look, when we all think of training camp, we all think of pads. We think of hitting. We think of getting We think to of see. the peach and Gaffney. Right. Yes, that too. Uh, yeah, that's you know from just the, even that standpoint, right? It's at a different location. It's at the it's at the stadium. It's at where they usually practice every day during the season. So it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. I don't even know if we know how much of practice we'll even be able to see, right? Because when we get into regular season mode, then that is usually when coaches start to close things down. You get the 20 minutes. You can take attendance. You can watch stretching in the individual periods, and then that's about it. I don't, I, I don't know if you know, or Kristen or Will, but we don't necessarily know exactly how this is going to work once the players really start getting on the field. So, look, we are going to do everything we can, right? Like, I'll be filing observations, articles from everything that we can see. We'll still continue to update you on um, their virtual pressers because I don't anticipate we're going to be talking to players in person for a long, long time. Um, and beyond that, it's going to kind of be flying by the seat of our pants a little bit, but I think it'll still be fun. You know, we, we know how to cover football around here, right? Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, yeah, I, it's going to be different. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the big things is that we can watch practice. The three of us will be able to watch practice from a, a very safe distance, but we are in the group of people. I don't know how much everyone listening has followed kind of all of the intricacies of the fact that the team and kind of the the core staff really can't be around 
uh, most of the rest of us. So we're going to find new and creative ways to to cover the team, to talk to the team. Miles, as you said, there's been a, a ton of virtual Zoom uh, pressers this week, which have been great. And so it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm actually excited. I've, I've had a few meetings over the past couple of weeks of trying to find fun, creative, different ways of communicating with the players, interviewing the players, uh, bringing people what they want. So I, I'm actually excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we know right now. And I'm sure it will change because everything is happening on the fly. And kudos to the NFL for for figuring this all out. And, and our team, you know, headed by Eddie Levins for figuring all of these different changes out every single day in such a changing environment. Um, but but I'm excited, even though it's it's going to be a lot different. Will, you are the only one of us, though, that has done the regular training camp and, and for f- quite a few years. How weird is it going to be for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm used to being down there, you know, with my bucket hat down on the field in, in Spartanburg. Um, I love the bucket what, hats. Uh, There's mean, nothing better than a training camp bucket hat. It's the only time I wear it. You know, I Me have too. like three bucket hats, but I'm only going to ever wear it for this three-week period in this one place. Can't do it anywhere else. Do you ever dip it in water and then put it on your head? No? Nope. Um, Just me? <laughs> I've seen people do <laughs> At it. the beach. I I've done it at the beach. Do I don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just didn't know how hot you got down there, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but what one of the cool things that we usually do every year at training camp is our, like, camp confidential video series. You know, kind of a, a long-form weekly behind-the-scenes um, a video thing that you know fans really look forward to every year. So one of the things that this year is, it, it usually it tells the story of, of training camp. Well, what's really the story right now? The story isn't so much that the guys are you know doing lifting for 60 minutes or doing walkthroughs for 60 minutes. The story is how does this work? You know how did how did this get to this point um, from May and June when all these restrictions were put in place? Um, so hopefully that's going to be falling um, the next couple of days. Uh, so be look be on the lookout for all of our stuff. But uh, you know the social YouTube Panthers.com. But it really is. It's a fascinating look behind the scenes with you know you already mentioned Eddie Levins, who's the chief security officer. Um, but all of the things they've done in the suites um, with players in the suites with the the meeting rooms um, for those that have been in the stadium and have been up there. Uh, you know it's going to look really different seeing the way that they've kind of remodeled uh, those areas for players, you know, the way that they move lockers around. So lockers are now, um, you know, it's one extra locker between, so they have more space between guys. And one thing I thought that was interesting is that typically in the locker room, they have all of the position groups together, like all of the quarterbacks and offensive linemen and wide receivers, you know, they're all right next to each other. Well, now they have it, kind of randomized offense, defense, and completely different types of position groups so that if a certain person or a certain area gets, you know, symptoms, then it's not all of the, all 10 wide receivers don't all get it because it's all, they're all right next to each other. Um, So, you know, you don't wipe out an entire position group, you know, obviously fingers crossed that none of that happens, but I thought it was an interesting change that they made to just, you know, some of the smallest things you never imagined. Yeah, but you know, that's something I've heard about too with other teams, how they're doing that and sort of randomizing it. And I think the other part of it is that it kind of helps with when you go into the locker room, it helps you be a little bit more staggered, right? Because in theory, um, position groups are going to be going into the locker room at sort of the same times, right? And so that 
can also, I think, help um, in terms of, hey, you know, how are we being spread out? How are we physically distancing? Because obviously, look, in a locker room, as much as you want to be able to, it can be sometimes a little bit difficult to physically distance and have a little bit more of that space. So I think the more randomized it is, that probably is a little bit better just based on what the situation is. And it's, all these things, I think, are temporary, but, you know, as as we all want to see football, we all want to have football, they are the necessary steps to try to keep everybody as safe as possible. So yeah, so that, that series should be coming out here in the next couple of days, so be on the lookout for it, and hopefully we'll get you know, you know, these continuing down the road to kind of really get behind the scenes and, you know, what are the virtual meetings look like? What are these guys talking about on Zooms? You know, it, it's different than the camera in the meeting room. You know, literally the meeting rooms are computer cameras. You know, it's completely different now. So um, will be a really interesting kind of behind the scenes look. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm excited for everyone to, to see it. Um... And, and the cool thing is, well, like you said, it is a lot of the behind the scenes, which is fascinating um, to see just how many changes have happened in sh uh, such a short time. But as you also mentioned, I mean, there is there is football in it. You get to see some virtual meetings kind of behind the scenes there. You get to see um, the rookies going through their process of coming in, some of the vets getting tested. So I, I love that it has both. I mean, it really is a great look at what everyone in the organization has been doing over the the last few weeks. Um, so I'm pumped. I can't wait for everyone to, to get a chance to see it. And, and yeah, and obviously as we continue to move forward, you know, as practices evolve, so will the show and so will our coverage, you know, as, as more football as we get closer to, uh, to week one in September. So I got a thing for you guys. We've already had, you know, almost two guys a day. Today was, was just Brian Burns, but we've had all these press conferences, all these interviews, all crammed together here since Sunday. What are your top five takeaways so far? Okay. Cool. Yeah, Miles, you go first. All right. So should I do three? Yeah. Give three, us. Like give us. How about half. you go five? I'll go four. You go three. Okay. How about that? Okay. Uh, number five. Um, I would say that I think you know Brian Burns. He's somebody who has. I think when you look at what he had last year, you know, and the, the injury deal, and like I went back today after he was talking about it, and I looked at that film of when he hurt him, he, he hurt his wrist against Houston, and he's just like slamming his fist down on the ground. And I don't think anybody in that situation would have thought, man, I'm going to have a wrist injury that's going to mess up the rest of my rookie year, right? Like I think you're just reacting to doing something good, but not quite as good as you thought it could be. So listening to him today and, you know, how – he has recovered from that and how he thinks about that and how he's trying to move on from that. That was interesting. But I thought maybe one of the more interesting things of that um, virtual presser was how he was talking about going to a home improvement store and having to buy like buckets and then other materials so that he could continue working out in his uh, garage gym after his trainer went out of town during this quarantine period that we've all been having in the off season because the trainer had all the free weights. <laughs> that, that is a good one. Um, I am going to go, I'm going to go with my number four 
talking about KK Short. But speaking of, before I get to my point, I do want to say that I got to talk to KK Short a couple of months ago. And one of the weird things he was doing was like he was just like lifting tables up at his house to continue um, his training. Like that's what he was doing for a while until he could get into a, a good routine where he had the weights and stuff. He was like, yeah, I just started bal- like balancing tables at my house. And then I'd put stuff on it and then I'd try to balance it. So everyone got super creative um, without access to a regular gym or even free weights. But for number four, I'm going to go with KK Short's quarantine TV shows. These are the shows he recommends. Money Heist, Imposters, and Shameless. So our guy KK is uh, uh, likes the drama. He likes a little bit of mystery. He likes, you know, there's no, no comedies on there. Those are all pretty... I mean, Money Heist is in a different language, so... Um, Shameless for is kind of funny. I've never Have seen it. Have you ever watched Shameless? Mm-mm. Shameless is good stuff. I like Shameless a lot. I would recommend it. Okay. But not, it's not a drama? It, no. I thought for sure really. I had that. Really? Nah, well, shows, it's more of a comedy. Shows you what I know. All right. Um, okay. All right. How about number three? Uh, number three. I will go to uh, Derek Brown, who I think is just so even keel. It's like almost a little bit weird for a defensive tackle. And I don't mean that in a bad way. And I think weird can be one of these words that comes off like it's bad. But he is so even keel and i remember talking to yes and i remember thank you so i remember talking to his uh, position coach at auburn right after the draft and that was basically the same thing he said this is a very mature young man he knows exactly what he needs to do to get better and i think it goes even to his decision to stay at auburn rather than go into the draft after his junior year he stayed he was you know good at auburn again as a senior and then he decided um to and then he entered the draft as he graduated so i think when you look at him and this being a tough situation for any rookie because look these guys don't really know the playbook they don't know the veterans they don't have the benefit of all the things that they should have had were we not in a pandemic I think that if anybody is well-equipped to handle that as a first-round pick, it's him. Uh, well said. I completely agree. I mean, I talked to him on draft night, and he was, like, calm, cool, and collected. It's, it's, really, it's really very, very impressive. Um, all right, number two. This feels like Teddy's team, right? That's something that I've – I mean, I, I knew it in theory, and that's what we expected, but uh, Miles, back me up on this. On all of these press conferences we've heard, not just from, from – Teddy himself, although he said right off the bat, you know, I I do feel like this is my team. I feel very confident in that. We've heard from everyone saying, you know, DJ Moore saying guys gravitate to him. We've heard from um, Matt Rule and Joe Brady, of course, in the past about how quickly he's kind of uh, taken over and taken ownership of this team. But I just felt like on almost every press conference, one of the players had something to say about about how Teddy has has really come in come in and taken ownership of this team so quickly. Yeah, I agree. And it's really interesting the way I, th- I thought it was really interesting the way he addressed uh, replacing Cam Newton. Uh, and I guess this could be my number one thing. Agreed. Uh, because he really, I thought was respectful um, because look, this is a tough situation when you're coming in and replacing somebody who was as important as Cam Newton was to this franchise he won an MVP with this franchise. He was instrumental in helping that team reach the Super Bowl in 2015, that 2015 season. Um, so when Teddy comes in and he talks about how it's an honor to take over for Cam Newton, like that's 
that's a lot of respect. And I think that just shows you part of why people gravitate toward him so heavily. He is the kind of person that not only takes command, but he understands exactly how his actions are going to be perceived. He also talked about that too, you know, how he wants to be a good example and he doesn't want to, you know, be somebody that's stepping out and doing something because somebody might see him do it and eyes are on you, especially when you're a quarterback. So talking about Teddy Bridgewater, I just, I, I find him to be really impressive. And I think that we all have heard stories because at, when Teddy went down with that devastating knee injury before, what was that, the 2016 season, everybody and universally was so sad. And it, it's not, it wasn't just like your standard um, injury, season ending injury, where everybody is obviously upset, but it was something that I thought was unique. And when Teddy was able to get back on the field, it seemed like it was unique too in the praise, right? So he's still been sort of a high profile backup quarterback over the last couple of years there in New Orleans, and everybody seems to know about him. And you follow him, and you, you look at what he did last year, winning all those games um, in Drew Brees' stead. And everybody was very genuinely happy for this man. And when you start to hear him and you start to get to know him a little bit, and you hear what his teammates think about him firsthand, it makes a lot of sense. So I am really interested to see exactly what this is going to look like once the Panthers are on the field. I'm interested to see what he looks like at practice because I I have to think that it's going to be a positive outcome, at least at this hey, point. Hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. Are you Do telling you know me to buy it? What time um, is it? In, I'm, is it Teddy time? It's Teddy time. <laughs> Producer Matt, will you please clip that off so that we can just have will singing it's teddy time just and play it whenever we want to that's amazing yeah i'll reserve <laughs> peanut butter teddy time peanut butter teddy time peanut butter teddy time peanut butter with a teddy time but, no, okay, no. peanut butter with what now wow. what was that last part it's supposed to be <laughs> peanut butter with a baseball bat but i don't know what i know to do with teddy time i know what it's supposed so I to be <laughs> I, you were really going there for a while uh really that was worked. awesome it is indeed Teddy time. Um, okay, so those were the five things that we've learned with, I think, the biggest takeaway. We all really like Teddy Bridgewater and would like to be friends with him one day. Speaking of things we've learned, though, I got to ask you two about something because I learned something about each of you um, during our Monday morning content call. So we do this call every Monday morning. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta bring it to the public, okay? We do this call every Monday morning. Um, we all get together, 30 people on it. And oh, look, we've been doing this podcast. It's not 30, is it? I don't know. I hope 20, it's not 15, 100 people. On, no, I don't know. A good amount of people on it. Um, you know, we go over kind of what to expect for the week, what everyone has going on. And look, we've all been doing this podcast for about two months now, maybe not quite. Like, I know you guys pretty well. We've hung out, you know, in a safe uh, way. Um, but I found out two things about you. So I'm going to start with the first thing we found out uh, about Will. And this all happened in the span of two minutes. Will had uh, quite the foot injury this weekend. And a lot of people on the call knew about it and were kind of, you know, they were kind of giving you crap, Will. What happened? So... My ankle is really, really bad. I have Steph Curry ankles is what I like to think, you know, except that I don't have the money or the <laughs> for like, you know, reconstructive surgery every six months. Yep. But or the yeah, basketball no, so, skills. 
Well, no, but you got the no, ankles. I wasn't. Though. I know. No, 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 I have the basketball. <laughs> Just the <skills>. ankles. <laughs> it's the ankles that are the problem. Um, no. Oh, so okay. yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, sp- I sprained it in college. I was not playing Steph Curry, but I was playing basketball at Davidson. Um, and then ever since then, like every two or three years, something will happen where my right ankle just gives way, either like running or walking or just like I missed a step. So I've missed literally missed a step on the stairs on Saturday and it just went right under just no chance. So I was hob- have been hobbling around all weekend, all week. Um, and some people heard about it and they're just like, God, that's the most will thing ever. Because it, it actually happened my first year. We were playing pickup basketball with some coaches who are no longer here. And during that pickup basketball game, there were two Achilles that were torn. Oh. Um, and I ra- spring, uh, like rolled my ankle within like a five-minute stretch. So our, the, the trainer of the Carolina Panthers told everyone that we're no longer allowed to play pickup because we're all old. <laughs> Probably smart. And I- I feel bad for laughing because that does sound very painful, but it was just funny that uh, everyone knew about it on the call and everyone, it seemed like it was a thing that had happened before. They're like, oh, Will with the ankle. You're like, I'm on IR, guys. I'm on IR. Yep, it was me. Steph Curry ankles. Uh, so then immediately after that, so uh, someone it was someone's birthday. And so Carson. Carson's it was, birthday. It was our, our friend. Shout and, and Carson. Happy birthday. Yeah. Incredible videographer, incredible editor. Um, It was his birthday. And so we got onto the topic very quickly of birthdays. And um, Melissa, one of our photographers, asked the newer people, like Miles and myself, when when our birthdays were. I jumped in for February 8th. And there's like this long silence. She's like, Miles, when's your birthday? And all I hear, Will, back me up on if I've got the sound right, is... And that was it. Oh, yeah. That was it. Miles knew what was going on. I'm like, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that sound. <laughs> Miles still, four days later, has refused to answer when his birthday is, which we're going to find it out. Like, well, you and I will figure it out. But that was that was the response. And then there was just no kind of explanation or offering of the birthday. Miles, what's up? No, there was not. I'm glad that that's all you guys heard because I thought that you guys heard me curse. So, like... That's where I thought the story was going because I definitely said a bad word because I couldn't figure out how to unmute myself. Yeah, you also my don't know switching. how to use the mute button. Yeah, like let's, well, there's so many that's, things wrapped up into this. That's something you got to get control of. We're doing a lot of Zoom pressers. Like we got to get that mute button under control. Usually it's fine, but in, on this particular morning, I was panicking and my laptop was messing up and yeah i literally i thought that everybody was like what was that because they heard me say a really bad word that i should not have said in a formal setting but now i know that that's not what happened so i kind of feel better about it the sound you made was strange i'm not gonna lie i make a lot of strange sounds it was like you on from this it was like you didn't know when your birthday was is what it sounded like i don't i have no idea we are going to find out when it is and report back, okay? I, I promise. Um, we'll get to the bottom of it. You won't. We will. <laughs> It'll happen. Um, so, yeah, now I know. You know, I thought I knew a lot about you guys, but now I know that uh, Will has bad ankles and Miles doesn't have a birthday. So. Correct. <laughs> All right. It is time to wrap this up with our weird question of the week. Uh, and I kind of thought, you know, in honor of getting to see Teddy and the other new guys in their uniforms for the first time this week, uh, such a, a great photo shoot production day. You get to see everyone in their fresh gear. I kind of thought, I think this is something we've all thought about. 
what would your football number be if you played in the NFL? Uh, and again, let, let's all admit it. We all know right off the top of our head what our number would be. So, uh, Will, what would your number be? Well, it's the number that I wore, which is number eight. Like, it was a great number. It was the number I got in, like, JV because it was a small jersey and it was the only thing that would, like, fit over my little pads. So, yeah. <laughs> JV I, football. I, I wasn't sure what sport we were seeing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, J, JV football. My yeah, little so pads. I was, yeah, I was, I was eight. I've always been number eight. And back in those days, like, that was when eight was cool. You know, you had, like, I had a Steve Young, Troy Aikman jersey growing up. You know, like, there were some, you know, Cal Ripken was number eight. You know, obviously Kobe. So, like, eight was just this, like, great number in the 90s, early 2000s. And then, you know, it's never really kind of been that for the Panthers, though. So, but, yeah, I would definitely be number eight. Well, yeah, I mean, the path is clear for you to make that impact. Bring eight back, right? I mean, David Carr, Andy Lee, Brad Nortman, and Reese Lloyd aren't going to do too much to – to stand in the way of my eight greatness in Panthers history. Eight I love it. Touchdown. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, Miles, what would your number be? Uh, my number would also be a number that I wore, uh, 74, with apologies to Greg Little, not just trying to take your number, sir, uh, but that is the number that I wore in high school when I played offensive line, so that is the number that I would still continue to wear. I like that number. It is still weird to me that you played That's offensive so line. So yep, weird. it's weird to He everybody. said that on we, – we were doing the um, – we did the series with the coaches and we were talking to Pat Meyer um, and you That's started off. You were like, yeah, I, I played a little O-line myself. And you yes. talked like about uh, schemes and concepts with them. I just was surprised because you're, you're not a big guy. I mean, not, That's you how know. I, yeah, I know everybody gets you're an offensive line I, type guy. I know, but that's how I always like ingratiate myself with offensive line coaches. I was like, oh, well, you know, when we were running 26 power and then they're like, oh, were you? I was like, I was the puller. And they're like, oh, you fun. I can I can confirm that exact conversation happened, and I yes. do think Coach Meyer was impressed. Uh, I like it. All right, I'm going to go. My number, if I were in the NFL, would be 11. Uh, same thing. It's just always been kind of my lucky number. Same thing. I also wore that. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. Church basketball, I was number 11 for five years. Career high, four points. In, oh, in all of five years. Four points. So uh, needless to say, it's a lucky number that's really brought out my talent. I think it would be great in the NFL. Those who Kristen, can't play become broadcasters. No. Kristen, are you, are you a fan of the most famous number 11, he of Sunshine? Of course, yeah. Brent, Brent Burson, number 11. Of course. Great hair. I mean, who's not? I mean, I'm a fan of any number hair. 11, but of is course. His hair, is his hair better than your hair? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no question about it. No question. Um, yes, uh, number eleven. I, I, I wouldn't be a Brenton Burson, but that would be that would be my number. Um, it's about you know uh, didn't bring me any athletic prowess, but maybe that'll change one day. Uh, doubtful. Um, all right. I think with my embarrassing church basketball stories, that's a good place to leave it for this episode of the Happy Half Hour podcast, uh, guys. Thanks for doing this, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.